0: Welcome to the real spiel with Ryan and Kurt let's talk about grains an often overlooked commodity sector um you know when you hear commodities most uh, investors think about um petroleum energy um you know gold other metals copper but but grains are a, a key piece not only to the global food, food supply but a lot of commodity investments uh let's start Curt with wheat, um, you know, around twenty to thirty percent of the world's wheat supply comes from the Russia and, and Ukraine regions, and obviously there's some, you know, um, issues there that's going to affect uh, supply coming out of that region. What are your thoughts on the on the wheat markets uh, looking ahead for 2023?
1: Yeah, hey Ryan, I think wheat is particularly interesting. Um, you're right; it's, it's that that region is considered the breadbasket of the world because literally. Uh, A a huge portion of the world's grains and oil seeds come from there, in particular wheat. Um, You know, you mentioned before, you know, the importance of oil or, or, say, energy, petroleum, industrial metals, maybe gold. But when you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, we need shelter, we need food, we need water. And you know these grains, particularly wheat in this example, is is, is a critical food supply for many countries in the world. Um, there are Mediterranean and, and North African countries that rely a hundred percent on Russia and Ukraine to be able to provide them with their annual supply of wheat. And those disruptions um, to supply have been uh, you know, impactful on inflation, food costs, and you know undernourishment, and, um, and you know, hopefully not, but potentially starvation down the road. Um, we saw this play out uh, back during the Arab Spring in Egypt, which was really uh, and you know sparked by the fact that there was a national undersupply of wheat that the 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 Common people, the populace, have been lied to by the central government about the supplies of wheat that were available, and in fact they weren't there and there uh you know there were shortages of bread and just food staples so so wheat is a great example right it's, it's um, um it's produced in a significant way from this region between Ukraine and Russia, which is under conflict that conflict has been going on for ten months. Um, we it, much much longer than any of us anticipated. The other thing about wheat is that you know it it is produced on a harvest cycle, so it's different than copper or gasoline, where you can produce it twenty four seven on a steady basis. You have to produce it on on a harvest cycle, and you need the right amount of you know heat, uh, the right amount of water, the right amount of sun, um, not too much wind, and you need these proper conditions, interestingly, something that we haven't touched on is that you need, you know, in modern agriculture, significant amounts of fertilizer, which are usually phosphates. And, you know, I don't think it's talked about enough that Ukraine and Russia produce, you know, 15-ish to 20% of the world's fertilizer. So uh, because it's very energy intensive to produce it and those supplies have been disrupted those prices have gone up really high so you know not only is there are there production constraints in russia and ukraine to to produce wheat but you also have yield constraints because you don't necessarily have access to or the ability to buy at these high prices the the fertilizers that you would otherwise use to enhance crop yield so i think wheat is particularly interesting it the other thing I would focus on, Ryan, is uh, something we talk about a lot on the show, which is inventory levels and scarcity. Inventories, for example, on the Comex Exchange. So this is the major U.S. exchange for wheat futures, and they have warehouses. And they and and the USDA publishes public data on on storage that's above ground of produced wheat that's available for use. Those storage levels in January twenty three are below the January level of the prior five years. So we haven't been as low in storage and available inventory of wheat supplies in at least five years, if not more. So I think the setup um, really kind of skews to the upside that if we have any disruption to, you know, to weather, to fertilizer access, um, to labor, et cetera, uh, you know, uh, on a global basis for wheat production, Um, the only thing that can give is price, which would be to go higher. Yeah. I think you're going to
0: see a lot of the same, um, you know, issues with the corn market, right? I mean, you, you talked about inventories, I believe corn's inventory is Even at a lower level than wheat. Uh, if
1: you look at the past five years, that's correct. And, you know, I think, you know, wheat is directly impacted by this Ukraine, Russia conflict, corn, not so much. However, it's an alternate grain source and carbohydrate source uh, for, you know, for food production, and corn inventories are equally low. They're below the prior five-year average. Um, Even a staple such as soybeans, um, which is, you know, critical, you know, soybeans um, are typically crushed, much like a barrel of oil is is cracked into distillates. A soybean is... is, um, uh, Turned into soybean meal uh, through a crushing process, uh, and soybean meal is is a, a protein, and it's turned into soybean oil, which is a uh, uh, you know can be used as a biodiesel or as a food source. Um, and um, soybeans themselves are not below their five year average, but they're at their five year ab- or sorry at their five year low for above ground storage of you know usable soybeans, uh, deliverable soybeans to the market. So I think the setup for grains is, is uh, quite interesting because um, these are commodities that we can't grow in hydroponic farms you know, under fluorescent lights. You need to have um, these industrialized massive farms in the Midwest and across the U.S. and you get typically one harvest cycle and you have to have the, the Goldilocks scenario. You have to have the right sun, the right water, the right heat, the right fertilizer. And have all, all those conditions go well, and then you get a bumper crop, which is fantastic. You can replenish warehouse stocks. You know, prices come down. There's ample food production. Um, it's not clear to me that that you know that will happen in any given year. Uh, what you want to be able to do is, if you have a bad year, you want to be able to go to above ground storage um, and deliver from there to to fulfill a supply shortage because of uh, any difficulties at all in the manufacturing or harvesting process of these grains. We're uh, sort of on our, on our back foot here because supplies across the grains complex is low coming into what'll be the, you know, kind of early planting cycle in about two to three months. Um, You know, it's still too early to see, you know, expected plantings and to see kind of what's going to happen in the United States for the 22, 20, excuse me, twenty-three forecast of uh, grain production, but what I, what we do know, uh, as you know, Ryan, is that this conflict in uh, the Ukraine Russia region is is heating up. If if anything, it's not slowing down. Um, we know that transshipments of grains out of Ukraine have occurred, but they're having they're having um, a very a really tough time getting to market, even with the The ceasefire or negotiation uh, that that Turkey helped to broker, we're still seeing fewer ships than expected, grains that are still landlocked in Ukraine uh, and can't get to market to, for example, Lebanon or Egypt or um, North African countries where it's critically needed. So I think um, the setup for grains is quite interesting uh, going into twenty three
0: great and often overlooked sector but definitely a lot of tailwinds uh at least uh it looks like for the remainder of 2023 uh with a couple of of really light yields on, on the corn at least uh corn markets here in the midwest and uh, obviously the conflict out in ukraine and russia is not helping thank you all for dialing in again this week this has been the real spiel with ryan and kurt we'd love to hear your comments questions feedback We can be reached at the real spiel at uscfinvestments.com